Welcome to Gleaning and Gathering. I'm your host, Eric Heimlich. Today I'm here with Scott Clemens at Heartland Christian School. Scott, thanks for taking time to sit down today and uh, talk about stuff. Absolutely. Um, Thank you. I, our, our children have been here at Heartland for the last nine years, I guess. This is our ninth year. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we just have really appreciated uh, the opportunity to be here at Heartland and uh, have just benefited so much personally. Well, it's mutual. We have loved the Heimlich children being here. Well, we're, we're thankful for uh, that mutual blessing. Uh, we hope we've been able to give uh, a portion of what uh, has been given back to us. But Absolutely. I, uh, I have some questions that I just wanted to, to talk with you about because uh, I, I really appreciate just the approach of Heartland. You know, mm-hmm. uh, as a product of Christian education, mm-hmm. I'm very familiar with uh, Christian schools. Right. And many times, uh, I don't want to put this in too broad a terms, but Christian education has gotten a bad rap, mm-hmm. probably for a good reason. Yeah. A lot of it has been done shoddily. Mm-hmm. A lot of it has been done in a haphazard sort of way. Right. And in a way where uh, young people have come away not really with an education, um, but with like, I never want to see that happen again. Right. Which is sad. It is sad. It is sad. And and, and I think yes. we have to be honest about that yes. as we're talking about uh, the idea of uh, Christian education. But And the motives are always have always been good. Of course. Good people trying to do the best, but then sometimes pulled in so many directions. Right. And, and um, so what happens, it has... It has not been excellent. Yeah. But as the product of Christian education, like you grew up uh, going yes. to a Christian school. Yes. Uh, probably your dad was the principal and pastor. Yes. Uh, and so uh, you were a product of that. How has that shaped the way that you have approached the work here at Heartland? Probably the main way, uh, as I look back, is it gave me a knowledge of God uh, that has... Man, it's transformed. Now, I understand not everybody who has a knowledge of God will embrace that. Mm-hmm. Some people, you know, much light is given and they walk away from the light. Uh, for me, it's just the amount of knowledge that I just knew from my education. I mean, five days a week were in God's Word. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas, and I even see it now, many, many come, they have been in church their whole life, but they haven't been in school their whole life. Mm-hmm. And what used to be for us, New Testament survey was like the easiest course there was. Now I have students all the time. That's one of their toughest scores. I have families that they don't know who Moses, mm. David, the knowledge is just, they've never studied it. The things that they, that we would have taken for granted. Granted. Absolutely. Yeah. They're Absolutely. just not even familiar with yeah. it. Uh, the books of the Bible, where we got the Bible, why the Bible can be trusted. Yeah. Um, which I do think that's a huge thing too. Like we got to answer some of those questions Sure. as of why why can the Bible be trusted? Why is it different than the other religious books out there? Yeah. Um, but it has definitely shaped me because it's just, it, it, I feel like it gave me a, a leg up in so many ways because yeah. I knew so much truth. Bible memory was a part of my life. <laughs> yeah. We memorize scripture every week. Sometimes when you look back at 43 years old, the portions of scripture that have been hidden in my heart and God's word says, his no word of God ever returns void. Right. So I don't even know how all that works. <laughs> That's, yeah. But I know his word teaches that. Yeah. And just the amount of word that has shaped me, 
man, I, it is of ultimate value. Yeah. It's the most valuable thing um, of my education. Yeah. And so for you, uh, Christian education is not like education with Jesus tacked on, well, like Christ is not. at the center yes. of it all. Yes. Education should be around the person of truth and the word of truth. It mm. should be the foundation for every subject. And I do believe it's a, it's kind of sad when it is like, here's a Christian school and we have a Bible class. Yeah. Like, no, the Bible should be the foundation of math, <laughs> should be the foundation of science, should be the foundation of your social studies, and it, it should be the foundation of everything. Yeah, if we really believe that in Christ are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge, as Colossians chapter 3 says, then yeah, that's the way to approach it. Absolutely. But the reality is that yes. a lot of Christians don't believe yes. that today. Right. They don't live that. Right. And I would say sometimes they have been, we've been dualistic in the way that here's the Bible, but we also have to make it relevant. Uh, and I do think there's been a danger so many times and not, and some people we need to, we need to help make it relevant. Jesus to me was so relevant mm -hmm. because he could take them. Um, I mean, he was always talking about where they lived. Yeah. Um, his parables, were, they understood that. Sometimes we don't get the, we're not out, well, I'm not. I live in the city my whole life. I'm not sowing and reaping every day or every year. Um, but he was so relevant. Mm. And I do think we do have to make it relevant for, for the kids, too. Like, we got to answer what they're going to be facing Yeah, this day and age. Yeah. Well, I think that approaching education from that perspective really uh, changes the way it changes the kind of questions mm -hmm. that we are asking. It does. Um, and, and I'm afraid too many times as a church, mm -hmm. we're answering the questions no one's asking. Right, right. You know, we're approaching this yeah. with, okay, here's this package. Yes. Um, when the reality is yeah. that they're not buying it. Right, right. Yeah. Because we're not, we're not yes. actually addressing the questions. Yes, so how do how do you do that here? Because you know, in a in a class like Heartland, mm -hmm. you know, two hundred plus students, hundred mm -hmm. different families, you've got young people coming right. from all kinds of different backgrounds, right. and some of them are not necessarily coming from that same worldview. For sure. And For so, sure. how do you yeah. approach that? Uh, I know we uh, here at Heartland we try very hard to to have an uh, an apologetic approach, and what. When God is included in education, you do have a foundation for, I would say, truth. Mm. Um, everything's kind of up for grabs. You know, is this true? Is this true? Who decides what is true? Um, I always uh, try to teach the students, for about any question, you can ask, what do you mean by that? Mm. Like, I'm an atheist. What do you mean by that? Make them clarify, what do they mean by that? Yeah. Or the Bible's full of contradictions. What do you mean by that? Like, have you actually read it? Which most people haven't. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, what do you mean by that? But the big question is, how do you know it's true? Mm -hmm. I don't believe God exists. Well, how do you know that's true? Yeah. I'm an agnostic. I don't believe. How do you know? Abortion's over. How do you know it's true? Because at the foundation of every worldview question is that question, how do you know it's true? And the Bible comes along, and it gives us answers, which then you, they're going to flip that on us, too. How do you know that the, the Bible's, Bible's true. true. And we have to be, well, actually, man, there's tons of reasons <laughs> um, 
from the from archaeology to prophecy, which is amazing, mm-hmm. uh, to just the odds that this would just happen by chance. Yeah. Um, to all the manuscript evidence we have, mm-hmm. um, we do have good answers for why we know. Yeah. And I do think uh, when kids understand that this is not just faith. Mm-hmm. It's not just a faith in the blind sense faith. of a blind faith, a believe in the sky. Okay, they believe this, they believe mm-hmm. this. Okay, probably whatever you believe is true. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, that's not true. <laughs> right. Uh, there's truth. Truth is independent of my belief. Mm-hmm. Uh, truth is, uh, there are facts and there are feelings. My feelings don't dictate the facts. Mm-hmm. And being honest about that and also being honest with um, with the young people that we don't have the, every answer. Yeah, I don't know. There's ton- actually most of the answers I don't know, mm-hmm. and being real, it's interesting to me. A, a very famous app for most Generation Z is Be Real. App. That's right. <laughs> you know, they just be real. Yeah. The the word of the year I think I heard was authenticity. <laughs> yes. You know, they they yes. want something that's yes. that's real, that's genuine. Yes. So that means when I blow it, or when I get upset or frustrated, and I respond wrong way, I need to be real. Mm. And I go back and say, listen, I need y'all. I did not handle that the way I should have. I'm sorry. I was mm. wrong. And I found out the younger generation is really quick to forgive. Mm-hmm. We're just not quick to back up and say, I'm sorry. Wow. Yeah, that's good. So what would you say to a person who says, you know, this idea of Christian education, Christ-centered education, man, this is so expensive. Mm-hmm. Scott, like... We've got yeah. free public school out there. What is the value mm-hmm. of a Christ-centered education? Yeah. Can, can you talk about that? Uh, I would give you Jesus' words, the value of one soul hmm. is worth the whole world. Uh, but God's plan was never to just win one soul. Mm-hmm. He desires many sons to come to glory. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wants many. He's not willing, in fact, that any should perish. So the value in an eternal sense is beyond value. There is no value amount. But in a very real sense, when students come up with a Christian worldview, which I would say there is nothing more valuable I can give to any younger person than a biblical worldview. Yes. A true a true biblical worldview, not one that's twisted and perverted, but a true biblical worldview. When they have that, that's going to affect their workplace. Mm-hmm. Because Christians should be the best workers. That's going to affect um, how they treat others. Because the true, the truest form of how much I love God is going to be seen in how I love my neighbor as yeah. myself. You cannot love God and hate people. Can't can't do it. It's going to affect who they marry. Mm-hmm. So suddenly now we have Christian homes. Mm-hmm. So two hundred kids here has the potential for two hundred Christian homes, Mm -hmm. which then they have children, and they raise them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, and then it becomes exponential. That is the value. It's it's proactive. It's not reactive. Most ministries of the church, I won't say this kindly, but most ministries of the church are reactive. We look at what's going on. Man, the prisons are full. Let's start a prison ministry. Mm -hmm. Uh, Man, we have a bunch of... um, of let's, there's there's unwed mothers. Let's start something to help, and, and those are good. They absolutely they're needed. They sure. need needs to happen, but they're reactive. Mm-hmm. Christian education is proactive. Like I have a prison ministry here because if we raise them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, they're not in prison. Yeah, they're not going to prison. <laughs> they're actually going to minister in prison. <laughs> uh, they are not going to have all these things. 
So it is exponential in the value. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can't really put a value on on that. And and as a, a parent, when I think about how I want my children to to grow up and to live, mm-hmm. um, obviously th- sharing my faith with them at home is something mm-hmm. that we're doing all the time when we lie down, when we rise up, when we're walking sure. in the way. But Heartland's mission of partnering with parents, mm-hmm. talk about that because right. you see the parents' role as primary mm-hmm. and is. that you're coming alongside them. So right. talk about that a minute. That is, and that is, can be a danger. And I think in, in life, it has been a danger. Some people will put their children in Christian school and then they say, okay, I have them in Christian school. I don't need to do anything. That's covered myself. now. Yes, it's covered. Whew. They can do my responsibility mm-hmm. for me. No, the responsibility always lies with the parents. Uh, we are called to train up our children. Uh, God did not give them to the schools or to coaches or to whatever. Yes. Um, but having said that, it is really nice when uh, what your children are a part of is pulling in the same direction you are. Yes. Uh, for example, if you're trying to teach Christian principles at home, but then seven hours a day, five days a week, they're getting the total opposite of that. They are pulling in the opposite direction. It, it can be da- damaging, but it also, I would say it is. I mean, mm-hmm. the numbers are pretty much almost almost 70% to 80% of students, by the time they graduate high school, deny their faith. And these are coming from Christian homes. Wow. Um, those are numbers put out by Barna Research. Yeah. So it's not like we're wondering if education without God is really successful. It's not. Um, education with God, just including God. Like, when does ignoring God benefit Anybody, anywhere. Yeah. God is the center. He's the focus. I mean, Christmas, Jesus is coming, Messiah. He's the focal point of all history. Mm. And my life should revolve around him, um, which to me should include what my children are doing seven hours a day, five days a week. Yeah. I want him included. Absolutely. So how do we really develop Christ-like leaders? Um, You know, with all the influences, and you just mentioned that, Mm Um, that are out there that are pushing in that opposite mm-hmm. direction. And now with social media and right. everything that's out there in terms of what our kids can consume online, how optimistic really are you, Scott, that we can really accomplish that mission of developing Christ-like leaders? Well, my optimism is not rooted in man. Mm-hmm. It's rooted in God. Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Mm. But I'm also optimistic because I do trust God's Word, mm-hmm. even when there are things in life that happens I don't understand. And it would appear, it would appear at times God's Word isn't true. Mm. Um, I think if we're honest, we all have those things of why. We prayed yeah. for this, this, this. God says no. And why? We don't understand. Sure. But we, are, we choose to trust. So my optimism is in that. My optimism is also in the fact that we are wanting to partner with parents. Mm-hmm. So one way we do that is we keep edu- educating parents. Uh, parents have to keep learning. <laughs> We're constantly learning. Like what we dealt with in our childhood is miles from what these children are dealing with. Mm-hmm. So and each parent's going to have to decide what they allow, how much they allow, this, 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 because there are voices, as you said, everywhere. Uh, I, I believe it. the average 
teenager in America is over 2,000 hours a year is on some form of social media. Yeah. Well, if you put that in perspective, school is around 1,200 hours. Hmm. Uh, if you keep going down that line, I think in Indiana, the sports is around 600 hours. Mm. And then church, the average teenager in, in, in Indiana in America goes to church nine hours a year. Yeah, there you go. So nine hours versus 2,000 plus, 1,200. And if all those other influences are non-Christian, I have parents many times, when you check your, your teenager's phone, what are they listening to? What are they reading? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You tell me, is it more Christian-based or the world-based? And many times, it's not Christian-based. Right. Um, even if it's not even about totally good and bad, it's not. It's definitely not pulling them towards God. Right. Um, so famous people like Taylor Swift music and all that, it's not pulling them towards God. <laughs> right. So, and then if you add school on that, which is not pulling them towards God, and then even if they come from a Christian home and you're going to church three times a week, mm-hmm. you're still looking at, in comparison, the time value is very, very small. Yeah. Which is why it has to come back to families. Families have to be intentional and deliberate about investing the truth into their children. Absolutely. Uh, it should be like Deuteronomy 6 said, you quoted earlier, it should be, it should saturate our whole life. Yes. When we rise up, when we go by the way, when we sit down, uh, when we walk, uh, it should saturate it. And sometimes parents, we're just missing the opportunities. Yes. I mean, we're in cars for 30 minutes at a time and Little kids are flipping on a DVD and watching it in the backseat of the minivan. I'm like, man, keep that up and spend that time. That's 30 minutes to talk about life. Exactly. From a biblical worldview. Exactly. And kids need to see that. They need to hear those conversations with us. Yeah. You know, I think I saw the statistic uh, 80% uh, of kids that grow up in Christian homes are mm-hmm. leaving the faith yes. um, between the ages of 18 and 29, yes. something like yes. that. Um, it, depending on the study, yes. it's higher or lower, right. Right. but it's right around that, that range. And so it, there's obviously a huge problem mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And it's a heartbreaking problem. That breaks my heart. Yeah. But in terms of really, I mean, you just pointed it out there, in terms of really making disciples, mm-hmm. if we've got nine hours a week or nine hours a year, rather, mm-hmm. you're saying the mm-hmm. average... Uh, right. Up against but even 150. Let's say you go to church three hours a week. Okay. So let's say 150 hours. <laughs> yeah. Even at that. Yes. You know, when you're up against 1,200 uh, 1, hours of, of, of school, 2,000 hours of social media, and uh, all yeah. the other influences that are out there. It doesn't work for anything. I try to diet like that. Yeah. Do the percentages. I'm going to diet this percentage. Versus out of, it doesn't, I'm on exercise, I'm on train for a marathon, this person, it doesn't work in any area of life. <laughs> no, no. And, and why would we think we'd get any different results right. in, in raising, raising right. children that right. will actually continue yes. in the faith? Yes. Uh, the other thing too, that I, I think, you know, parents who are not disciples themselves, mm-hmm. they're not real Christ followers, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they're casual Christians at mm-hmm. best, you yes. know, they've got their their life, their American dream that they're right. doing. Right. And so, you know, they're raising kids in that vein mm-hmm. who are every day as they're being sold mm-hmm. this quote unquote Christian worldview. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, I'm not buying it. Right. Because you don't buy it. Right. You don't, you aren't doing the things that you say are really important. Yes. Why in the world would you think I would? Yes. Yeah. 
in order to really make disciples, we've got to be a disciple. Absolutely, which is at the heart of the Deuteronomy 6 passage. You are to love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength. These words which I command you shall be in your heart. Yes. Then it's teach them diligently. Yes. And so many times, I do think even with Christian schools, parents haven't totally loved God. Right. And they're hoping the Christian school will make up for that. Will make up for that. And it won't work. It won't. Yeah. Um, and which is one of the reasons why I really appreciate Heartland's philosophy and the way in which you've been intentional here about that mission of partnering with parents. Mm-hmm. Because not everybody belongs at Heartland, do they? No. If you're not really interested in going yes. this direction and you just want something that's not the public school because it's so abhorrently right. bad, right? Um, but you want to come in here and do your thing mm-hmm. and you do you, but you want us to uh, give you, a, you know, a good education. Yes. yes. Uh, that's not what we're here for. It's, uh, yes, I agree. It's not for everybody. We are here to be partners with you. Yeah. We're not here to replace you. And if that's not what you're about, then right. you're not going to fit. Absolutely. Because the main thing here, and that's another thing, we have to keep the main thing the main thing. And the main thing, even though it is a, a school, mm-hmm. the main thing circles around the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's making disciples. It is making disciples. And we need disciples in every every area of life. Yeah. Some people say, is your goal to raise up a bunch of pastors? Not really. Mm-hmm. And people are like, what? No, my goal is to, I believe everybody is called. Every Christian is called. Yes. Do I believe and hope some of them will be pastors? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But we also need Christian businessmen, and Absolutely. we need Christian lawyers, and we need Christian media people, and we need Christian in our hospitals. We need Christians everywhere who will view their job as not their calling. Mm-hmm. Their calling is to follow Christ. Mm-hmm. And they are going to follow Christ on the, on, the, on the platform of whatever they do. Mm-hmm. So, hey, I'm a mechanic, but no, you're, you're a Christian first. Yes. And God wants you to use uh, your skills in being a mechanic to touch people yeah. with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah, that ministry is life and that we're all ministers of God's reconciliation. Yes. Yeah, yes. I-, I couldn't agree more. Yes. How can people get behind the work that you're doing here at Heartland as they're hearing about this? And, and I know there's probably, you know, 10 people out there that listen to this podcast. No, <laughs> uh, there's a few more than that, sure. but there's people out yes. there um, yes. that are, that are listening to this. They hear your heart for this. They're saying, wow, this is great. Mm-hmm. What could they do yes. to actually be involved here yeah. in a practical way? Several practical ways. The number one way would have to be prayer. Mm-hmm. Like prayer is key. I believe that's that might be the main reason. Ninety. That's probably ninety nine percent of the reason of the success that God has given Heartland. Really, Heartland started in prayer, didn't it? Started in prayer. Uh, from the very beginning, we've had a prayer team that has prayed. They pray every day. They try to covenant every day to pray for every student. Wow. Every single day. Uh, that's something I've told parents. If they come to Heartland, your kid. There's a group of people praying for your child mm. every day. And when you think about how many people we walk past every day that has nobody praying for them. Yes. Um, but there's a prayer team that some, I think our first one passed away. from. We're in our 11th year. Mm. And uh, out of our original prayer team, one has now uh, gone to be with the Lord. 
Um, but it's exciting. That to me is an exciting ministry, even though the whole ministry of prayer is a mystery to me still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the times we try to meet regularly, to this morning actually, we had a group of people going through the school early before mm-hmm. anybody's here praying for every desk. That's amazing. Every name, uh, calling them before God. And at the same time saying, God, we don't even know what we're doing here. We're trying to fulfill this disciple, making disciples. Mm. But all we can do is actually shine light. Mm-hmm. It takes God to open the eyes. Mm. Uh, it takes God to raise them from the dead. Uh, we're dead in trespass. It takes God. We we need you to help us yes. in this. It's your work. Yeah. We just get to be a little part of it. So prayer is huge. Yeah. And I know so we hear that. We've heard that so many times. But sometimes I'm thinking, do we really believe it? Mm-hmm. And if we did really believe it, would we pray more? Yeah. Um, prayer. Of course, the other way is financially. Mm-hmm. Heartland doesn't exist. I would say most churches don't. If people don't give, mm-hmm. God has, I've seen miracle after miracle where checks have come in. I've had people show up and here's a $5,000 check, saw them once, never saw them again. Yeah. <laughs> I've never got a check straight from heaven. Yeah. Right. It comes from somebody. It comes from somebody. <laughs> um, I've always, I love this illustration. I heard it somewhere is, is um, if I have a itch on my elbow, mm-hmm. there's a message goes to the head. The mm-hmm. head sends a message back down, and then it sends to another part of the body to go scratch my elbow. Mm-hmm. The head doesn't scratch my elbow. Mm-hmm. And I think in life, so many times in spiritual things, there are needs. It goes to the head. The head is the is Jesus is the head of the church. Mm-hmm. But what does he do? He sends out to his people. Yeah. And they meet that need, mm-hmm. which is amazing about the body of Christ, how God uses the body of Christ to meet the needs. Um, so financial, of course. And we do have exciting things. I mean, we're looking for us. It's a huge step of faith, $3.8 million project. That is huge for it us. Is. It's yeah. not huge for God. It's not huge for those people out there. There's certain people out there that's not huge. But I do know for us, that's a huge step of faith. But, but our history has always God has always kind of made us step off the cliff. Yeah, but we've broken that up into into phases. Into phases. And so we're right now in phase two. Phase two, $300,000. is includes the septic permits, building pads, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have, what's exciting, we have a 30000 matching offer from mm-hmm. now till the end of the year. So dollar for dollar. Uh, so 30000 comes in, it's going to bump it to sixty. Yeah, um, which our goal is way beyond that. Yeah, we our wanna, goal is we want to get to two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, to to finish phase two, be able to move yes. into the new year into phase three. Yes. That would be ama- amazing, yes. and that's really what we want to do. Absolutely, because we need to be breaking ground. Yes, it's going to take a a year to build the building. At least we had all the money right now. Yeah, um, but it's going to take time, and we really need more space. Yeah, um, I don't know. We're completely out of room right yes, now. Yes, it's it, and it's we're beyond full, and um, it's very very hard when people want to be here, and you got to say no. Yeah, it's like, very hard. I, I know you're meeting with heart. another family that, that wants to come to Heartland today. I am. I've met with families in the last two or three weeks. I've met with yeah, three or four families. <laughs> and and it's a it's a disappointing thing to be able to show them all this and it's like uh, here's this amazing plate of food and sorry yes. but you can't eat any of it. Yes. Well, you can wait maybe a year or so down the road we yeah. can get you in or if somebody leaves. <laughs> and so, what happens is when 
when people come, they're wanting to. God's working on their heart. They want this. But if it's like, okay, a year from now, two years from now, what's going? they're not going to sit and do nothing. No, they they're can't. They're going to find something, and then that opens the door for them to get involved in whatever it is. And so many times, yeah. that season of it just gets passed. Well, now we're we're in a sports team or now we're on this or now we're mm-hmm. on this we don't want to do this uh we're just we're just going to stay where we're at yeah and those opportunities are missed so there's a real sense of urgency it's not just like well it'd be nice if we could have a new building it's like yes. we need a new building we need it and we need it now yes but the reality is that even if every dollar had come in um yeah. we probably couldn't open the doors on a new building until yes the school year of 25, 26 at this point. Yes. That's um, my prayer. My prayer is we have one more year where we're here, uh, where we're at. Um, and, and then be able to, but be I'm hoping building. that building's being built constantly. Yeah. Yeah. And well, that's, that's the need and that's where we need. And so one way that uh, people could, uh, could help is by giving towards that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we obviously have a matching fund between now and the end of the year, and that's a great yes. opportunity. Yes. But uh, also, there's ways that people could volunteer. So maybe they have sure. skills Absolutely. that could be helpful in this whole process. Right. Talk about that. Uh, I'm not totally over all the construction thing. <laughs> I know very little when it mm-hmm. comes to all that. But I do know sometimes... Um, I mean, we have probably already invested about $30,000 in moving dirt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that took somebody with bulldozers uh, to do all that. Mm-hmm. I know there's people that that's part of their job or that's maybe what they do. They have that to where they could come in and help move stuff mm-hmm. at a, maybe a significantly reduced price. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would be huge blessing. Obviously, we're looking at steel buildings. A steel building of the size we're looking at is a lot of money. Sure. When it, I mean, we've had what, our first expansion when we built out the back of where we're at now. I mean, I've had people come in who they did trim. They mm-hmm. came and worked a week just trimming. Um, that's what they were awesome at, and our trim looks awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, electrician, a lot of our electrical work was from an electrical company who came and they donated tons of, of their time. Yeah. Uh, there's stuff like that. Well, the skills. Yeah. So there's a, there's an opportunity to be involved depending on, uh, you know, what your skills are. Um, and obviously there's a huge opportunity here, but what would you say to somebody right now? Who's just kind of like, yeah, I hear all that, but mm-hmm. does it really make a difference? Yeah. T- tell us a story. How is it yeah. actually making a difference in um, young people's lives right now? Um, when you say tell a story, I, I think of many. So it's like, which one? Yeah. So maybe I could just give you a few. Uh, yesterday, walking through his Christmas party for K-5. through At the end of the day, they're doing their Christmas party. And um, I have a, there's a new student in, she's in the fourth and fifth grade area, so I'm not sure whether she's fourth or fifth. Came just brand new, just came here. She walked up to me and just, just literally put her arms around me, walked the hall and said, hey, I just want to tell you, uh, thank you. Mm so much for letting me come to this school. Hmm. I love this place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that story. Um, are there other stories? There that are. There, there are many stories that come to mind. Uh, many times the stories that are told sometimes come from the students themselves. Mm. Other times they come from parents. Uh, notes and stuff about the difference their home is, how it's changed the, the landscape of their whole 
their whole, they would say their whole lives. I've had uh, people tell me their daughters are alive today because of Heartland. Wow. Um, I've had others come and say uh, every day at school when they were previously at public school, they said their daughter would call home every day begging, begging to be picked up. And now they say they pick them up and there's a smile. The attitude's different. The wow. change different. I had one uh, one student I'm thinking of. She she came one year and then the next year an older brother mm-hmm. said he wanted to come. And it's, it's not normal, real normal for a lot of high schoolers because – you're leaving your friend, your peer group. Uh, you have a lot of um, peer pressure. So it's hard to transfer in the middle sure. of high school. Yeah. But I still remember uh, this young man came, and uh, the question was asked, why do you want to come to Heartland? And his answer just was, was real simple. He said, to be honest, he said, I have watched the transformation of my sister. Wow. And he said, I want to come here because really I just I want to learn more about God. Wow. That's amazing. Um, yeah. Well, Scott, thanks so much for taking time today. And mm-hmm. in spite of our technical difficulties here, sure. Uh, if you're listening, you probably noticed that uh, there's a little more background noise than there was a minute ago. And uh, that's because uh, our uh, recorder died here in the middle and uh, we had to re-record this ending. But uh, thanks for taking time. And I uh, just want to say if uh, you're interested in partnering uh, with us and in donating, you can go to Heartland Christian Education, all one word, dot com. Uh, heartlandchristianeducation.com at the very top of that page uh, there's a link where you can donate online uh, you can also give uh, by mail there's uh, there's lots of ways that, uh, that you can can help and support uh, the work that's going on here and again now through the end of the year dollar for dollar everything that comes in up to $30,000 will be matched and so that's just a great way of maximizing your giving if you're interested in doing that uh, we would welcome that And uh, we're just so thankful, again, as parents, for the opportunity to be here, for our children to be here. And uh, thanks again, Scott, for all you do. Absolutely. Thank you, Eric. For gleaning and gathering. God bless.